0: Welcome to Chopped Greens. I am your host, Philip Amerine, alongside virtually, lovingly, nakedly in front of the one, the only Gary Boucher. Gary, how are you this fine, I guess, what would we call this morning? It feels like morning to me.
1: Yeah, this fine brunch time. I am doing just well. I'm exhausted. I was, you know, every day I woke up for work this week, I thought it was Thursday. Every day. Even yeah, and so I, even, I, well, see, I worked Tuesday to Friday, so I was disappointed Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I was happy on Friday, because I woke up, I was like, oh my god, it's Thursday again. But, lo and behold, it was Friday, so I'm happy to be here, this is a great movie, I had a fun time watching it, man, let's let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Really
0: quickly, really quickly, I think it it's worth mentioning, did you watch Sean uh, the Sheep movie, the first one that came out, I believe, in 2015?
1: No, so I thought that I had, but then I realized that I was thinking of like one of the Wallace and Gromit's. So I haven't yeah. seen any Shaun the Sheep's. Yeah, there's a Shaun the Sheep or excuse
0: me. There's Wallace and Gromit um Tale There's of the a, Werewolf, there's so many of those. There's so many. Yeah. Yeah. But the one that comes to mind, the one that rose to prominence because it was nominated for Best Animated Feature of the Year its current year was the uh, Wallace and Gromit Werewolf edition—I don't even know what it's called—but but, but uh, the original Shaun the Sheep movie was indeed nominated for Best Animated
1: Film of the Year Best back animated. in twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it ran up probably against—I think that was the Inside Out year, maybe or I don't know—but there's there's always a Pixar that's going to take it almost always, or maybe it was one that had a train. Uh, yeah, maybe there was a
0: how you train your dragon. Yeah. Uh, but Shaun the Sheep, I remember that year, I was very interested in it because it got a tremendous uh, Rotten Tomatoes score and it was nominated. And my first initial reaction of it was I fell asleep. And it was through no fault of the movie's own. I just fell asleep oh, no. in the last third. So I don't yeah. think I ever had finished it. So before we watched this one, I did indeed go back and watch the first one, and I have to say, I don't think it was necessarily necessary in order to enjoy this film. It was nice. I'd say it gave you a little something extra for knowing the farmer character, but other than that, it really wasn't necessary. It was was its own standalone film, and I, I can appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I hadn't seen it. Um I watched it with my twelve year old sister because this is Oh you know, right up the alley. A, 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 it's it's a family movie, man. It's a movie for for kids too. So I wanted her review. And, you know, she hadn't seen any Wallace and grandma She had no idea. She I like, didn't even know what claymation was. So uh she she um has a a, a great review for us, but you know, you mm-hmm. can go in blind and not know anything. It was still very good. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I believe
0: that, you know what, I, this film we are reviewing, I I should mention this. We are reviewing this film because by the time you get to hear this podcast, the Oscars will have passed us. But we did want to keep it a little, a little light on still like the remnants of the Oscars. And this film is indeed nominated for Best Animated Feature Film. Uh, so we yep. thought it would be both something of a cal- palate cleanser, but still keeping in line with the Oscar theme that we had kind of built going into this uh week and weekend. And we know that you'll slowly want to move away from those. Maybe we edge more towards the uh evil dead films and that we rarely get a chance to review because <laughs> why would we ever review that? But... I don't know if it's because we've been watching so many critically acclaimed films and maybe I just needed something to get my mind off of that. Maybe I needed something else. But I really enjoyed this film, man. I really, I must admit, I really, really did.
1: Yeah, I had a smile on my face from minute one to the credits rolling. And, you know, this, yeah, like you said, we've been watching heavy stuff. I mean, this week I watched... The Sound of Metal, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, The trailer Chicago 7 and Mank, and then this. And I was, I just, yeah, like you said, I, I needed this and I very much enjoyed it. We were vibing, as the uh, youngins say, the entire time. Um, I don't really think it missed any beats in terms of its whimsicality, you know?
0: Yeah, it, it certainly, you know what? There's so many things I can say about this film. I, I don't even know where to start. I guess we should start out... On the choice of style of how it's uh of how it's made, Are, yeah. can,
1: we can confirm that it's claymation, yes. Like it, it's fairly yeah.
0: obvious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it absolutely is. I and I, I love claymation. I, I, love animation that's a little bit different, like all the Laika House movies. You know, like yeah. um, Kubo and the Two Strings, and then there's some good old claymation. I'm all for it. It's it's actually really beautiful. Um. I, I don't want to say production design or, or cinematography, right? But the, the the way that they light everything and animate everything is is just really fun to uh, look at.
0: Yeah, and honestly, it's somewhat refreshing, just because yeah. the the absolute care and uptake you have to do in order to do in order to do this. And keep in mind, keep in mind that this is maybe not a it, it's not a direct sequel because really linearly. Uh, who knows if it really there are two standalone stories from the film that came out before that preceded it Uh, but the fact that you go out and do this and and that it is something of a follow-up that there is a standard set of course it was a worthy contender that year i think you're absolutely right it did lose i know it didn't win but it is it was a worthy contender that year of an oscar which is which is tremendous absolutely tremendous and it and again it got a tremendous critical review and i'm sure a lot of the audience really loved it and so this one had a lot to live up to and dang if i can't say it didn't do just that uh whether we look at the story or whether we look at the animation style i'd say mostly for the animation style these are always to me some of the more rewarding films to look up how it's made yes you go look at pixar it looks absolutely beautiful you can look at a toy story 3 you can look at a soul and you just see a lot of them being so visually pleasing and aesthetically enjoyable Uh, and you can see just how realistic they can get while still remaining to be animated is part of the allure and i really do enjoy that aspect and watching it it's it's its own special specific style mcclaymation there's so much tender love and care and so much heart you got to put up into it there's just so much joy that is inserted into each and every shot and and at some point it is just beautiful man it's just it's certainly something else to see and when it's done this dare i say masterfully it's really enjoyable to watch and enjoy as a viewer
1: yeah and i don't know too much what like the computer animators for the the Pixar movies do I'm sure that they are amazing artists in their own right but like you said there's something to be said about like you know that these people made these little models moved them one centimeter then took a picture and moved them another centimeter then took another picture to do every frame in 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 this entire movie and hey my sister noticed that it was really fun to explain to her what claymation was Um, and she was like her mind was blown she was like what and then at the end of the movie when i asked her what she thought she was like they put in a lot of hard work. I was like, you're right, Lily. They did. So, shout out to the Passion Project. I mean, this franchise has been going on since 1989. That's yeah. when the first Wallace and Gromit came out. And somewhere out there, there is a, a mob of, of Wallace and Gromit, Sean the Sheep fans. I hope that you guys listen to this. Um, we need to get in, more into that canon because it was just a delight to watch and just um, you know amazing to look at. And this is a, a good foray into the fact that there's no dialogue it's it's all about visuals yes. and it's all about story yes. right there's yes. there's little grunts here and there but um i you know i keep subtitles on for every movie and it was such a relief to be able to actually turn them off so that i wasn't reading the little white letters saying grunt and sound you know and it's it's a, i mean you can be from any language um any culture and watch a movie like this and it, it's pure story and and that's what what it's all about man G- Uh, excuse me, Uh, Gary, I was... Oh, jeez.
0: I know, I know. Um, I've known you for so long, man. You know what it is, is that I I have, like, uh, I've lost my computer. I've lost a computer screen, so I'm unable to to see you, and so I'm working off of like three separate oh. screens on one screen, which is such a first world problem, but- So
1: you can't see me, right? I, I can't see you right now because I've-, I've I can I've, see you, but you have like an eight second delay, so it's we're just a hot mess over here at Shop Green's. Fair enough, fair enough, and I apologize in eight seconds. In eight seconds, you'll be able to hear, it. yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, but I, I, I would say two separate things. One, you're absolutely right. I had the exact same thought where not only is it tremendously skillful to write a story that that's really good we we'll talk about the merits of the story really on its own but i man this is to have it with no real spoken dialogue to have it just as audible sounds at best maybe a few sheep grunts here maybe a few laughs there but to really have it just as, have every action speak for itself
1: Man, that has got to be like the purest form of storytelling. That- no, this is the thing, man. This is why like if you go to film school, they always recommend make silent movies. Like if you can make a good silent movie, you can make a good movie movie, but not necessarily vice versa, you know? Absolutely. There's so many parts of that where it's like, I know in my
0: personal career, I always aimed to be, while I wanted to be a broadcaster, I always aimed to be a radio broadcaster first because I thought that that took much more skill than it did to be on TV. Yes, I'm not saying that one is is 10 times the other, but it's just, there are some things where if you can do this, then the rest of the genre, the rest of the way that you go about it is just that much easier, that much less of a showcase of skills. The fact that you could just plop this in and not have to do subtitles again. You're right. Uh, do you have to watch every single second? Yes, it demands that, and I love that. It's a it's a movie that you don't, you can't be watching candy or you can't be playing Candy Crush while while listening to it, and still be given everything force fed to you audio wise. It's it's and
1: that's what was great, man. Yeah, I mean, we we started. You know, my sister and I. She's 12. She's on TikTok. You know, she's got a phone, and so. For the first mm, four or five minutes, she was kind of glancing back and forth, and then once the story takes off, she was hooked. And she's got no attention span. She's a sweet kid, but she never gets hooked on like on movies. Right. Nobody, no kids do anymore because they're they're too long for them. But. She, I mean, I think there was some some kind of sight gag that kind of made her giggle. And then she was into it and she never looked at her phone again. And it was all about the story. You know, we were laughing our our asses off and everything.
0: It was such British humor throughout, but that's really not a bad thing. Absolutely. I loved it. I loved it because it's so refreshing once you don't have easy access to it. And then you come back to it and and it's, it's quite funny. There were a lot of British humor gags that I really really enjoyed one, one thing. Oh, before, British
1: humor gags and yes. references. Oh and my references. God. References. If you're yes. a
0: movie person, you, you'll get like 20. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but, and again, before we go into the story, because I'm very excited to go into it. One last thing before we fully leave the visual elements of this, I actually, I, I it's hard again to accredit it to this one, since the franchise is somewhat, is somewhat ongoing, if you will. But really the, the character selection is just so, is so wonderful like even having like somebody like sean the sheep have a side mouth and then each and every specific sheep is its own there's baby sheep and even the colorful almost dog-like alien and even the dog brixton i believe his name is is whatever his name is whatever Bitzer. uh i think that all of them were just designed so well and especially whenever you don't have that that uh that what is it that safety of audio performance where you can get, I don't know, an Owen Wilson to really sell your cute character maybe, or, or whoever it may be, Paul Rudd, Meryl Streep, whoever you want to put in there, whatever celebrity. You just need people to do grunts. They really need to have standout character shots and character designs in order for you to really be invested in these in these characters
1: absolutely and it, it, every character has one little quirk one little thing um and it's it's like you don't even think twice i mean you know immediately what the character is about when you look at them I, i'm thinking of the the evil lady or the the villain i don't even know her name but i mean from one shot you're like okay she's tightly wound um she you know everything about her within one shot, what her goal is. And that's all you need to know. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. That's the, the core of story and the story itself is like so predictable, but it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter because it it shows that it, you can have a predictable story that we can tell again and again, and again, but if you have the creative side of it and the visual side of it, we're still going to watch it. I mean, we, we've, I mean, we've seen ET, we've seen movies like this before, but as long as you do something different with it, the fact that it's a uh, stop motion animated full of references, um, funny and in, in a new type of way, um, it's fine.
0: Yeah. It remains to be good. It's a worthy follow up to the first one, uh, to the first film rather of, of, uh, of an earlier time. And, uh, yeah, if we get into the story and the references, I've really, I really enjoyed it. Did I enjoy it as much as the first one? Probably not. It, it did. Like you said, um, but I, I would, if I would definitely suggest Gary, if you liked this, go watch the first one. I think that it's certainly a much better, oh, version. absolutely certainly a much better version of this one. And also funny. Um, I think actually, you know what? I, I will take that back. This one, I think I found more funny, but the first one has a much better storytelling aspect to it. Uh, and I think that I appreciated that there were moments that I act. I mean, I, I, how many times have we ever watched a movie, Gary? I, by now I am my age.
1: I feel like I've seen enough movies to last some life lifetimes, honestly. Uh, yeah, we've watched more movies than some people probably do in their, in their entire lives in the last like four years. It's, It's crazy. Absolutely. And I, I, I think I am slowly becoming
0: more and more jaded, which is, which is sad, but, but. It takes a lot to kind of make me laugh nowadays. Like, at least not in life, but just whenever I'm sitting down and I know, okay, like, put on critique mode or put on... And, and that's what it is necessary for me to enjoy films anymore. And this film still made me laugh. And it's supposed to be a kid's film. It set out a name for kids, I think, I guess. It's more so, it's, again, it kind of follows in the mold of the first one where it's actually... It's actually a, a, a film that is designed for kids, but yet can appeal to adults. Which is, uh, if we're looking in the scope of the Oscars, why I don't think it'll win whatsoever, or even has a chance to win. One, because it's going up against Soul. Which it's is going kind
1: of, up against Soul. Soul is like, it could be like an arguable best picture nominee. May, I mean, maybe, but I, I'd say nothing's going to. I'd say more. Soul.
0: I'd say more, it's the almost flip side of what this film is, where if Soul. Is I mean, Soul is it's
1: literally about death? Right. Yeah, it's designed it's for designed adults. Man, for this adults movie
0: is yeah, and appeals to I'm, kids. It's
1: I mean, this is so different than like what Pixar is always doing. Now, both are very beautiful ways of storytelling. Um, but you know, Shaun the Sheep <laughs> doesn't get into themes of God, mortality, and purpose. I mean, this is it's it's, it's Shaun the Sheep. Right. You know, I mean, and it it's, has... it's it's absolutely wonderful.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's just there's just jokes there where the the dog is waking up from his abduction nap, and all of a sudden he's getting cleaned, and then the brush moves down to his his bone, you know, the dog bone, and it's like, and that it's stuff like that that just, I it was cheap, and it was again it's part of the whole British humor theme throughout, but yet it made me laugh because I didn't see it coming. It's it's for kids, but yet that's something that speaks universally. Uh, and there's a, even if you want to go Whittier, there's the missing cat from that's on the, the news bulletin board for the abducting uh, UFOs uh, English team. And they have a missing cat sign who's also the cat is also in a sterilized suit. It's absolutely hilarious. And it's such a nonchalant just background detail. That's absolutely Freaking hilarious, and there's so many small details like that peppered throughout that I'm sure that you could watch this twice, and be just as equally entertained the second time by looking specifically at the background, not what's happening at the foreground, and be as equally entertained by saying, "Oh my gosh, they didn't need to put that in, but they did." I mean, there's that whole construction scene where a bunch of uh, a bunch of the sheep are obviously they're in the middle of a construction montage. And then they all stop to have lunch on top of the uh, on top of the pillars and the foundation and the and the whole building uh, infrastructure of uh, the farm again, Farmageddon wasteland or uh, excuse me uh, amusement park. It's just there's so many small details that really showcase just how much care was put into this
1: film, and I uh, absolutely I love it. Can't imagine, dude. Oh, sorry. Keep going. No, no, that's it. No, I mean, and it's it's exactly that, right? I think that if we were to have a contraption that counted the jokes per minute, or if we were to go back and watch and take down the uh, jokes per minute in this movie, it's... I can't think of any recent movie, but either kids or like a, an actual comedy that has as many little gags. I mean, that's the beauty about animation too is you can do whatever you want and you have so much more freedom to have a jokes i mean I, we were dying when the um e- evil uh, mi5 lady whatever was was falling and the last two letters of fall with her were the o no. and the n from farm yes from, no That's it's just like hilarious. so much stuff It was amazing, right? It just, I mean, your eyes are following one thing and your ears are following one thing, and they know exactly how to time the jokes. There's, I mean, one after another, after another, after another. I mean, there were a lot that made me do (laughs) that kind of laugh, and there were quite a few that made me really, really laugh. Yeah. uh, And again, like you said, some are forecasted
0: and showcased well before the joke comes out, and they don't land nearly as strong, but then. I'm sure if you watch with a younger viewer, that's the stuff that they really appreciate. And then they come back to a, a wittier joke or something else. And again, the fact that it's all wrapped around this non-verbal story, even it it kind of makes up for the fact of its lack of, of real depth in story, perhaps, because there's a lot of character in this. Uh, there's a lot that you can really enjoy from the alien and, and such going forward. Um, and I just, I really, really... I enjoyed this film, man. It, it just felt nice uh, as a palate cleanser. I don't know
1: what much more there is to say. Do you have anything else that you would like to uh, to say before we yeah, give our let- score? We've, we've just gobsmacked this movie, man. Honestly, so this is what my sister said. Okay. And I was trying to milk it out of her because she's sometimes a little bit shy. She goes, I liked it. I thought it was good. It was a very fun story. All the critters were very cute. Mm. It was at first weird that there was no talking and the farmer didn't have eyes, but then I liked it. I know that the claymation is a lot of work and I asked her if she would recommend it. And she said, yes, of course. And like I said, it was just fun watching a kid with no attention span get sucked into a movie with no dialogue. Um, so, hats off to the, the filmmakers there. Honestly, um, yeah, like I said, predictable story. It actually like worked me to some watery eyes at the end there, man. And like I said, it doesn't matter how predictable your story is. If you can tell it in a, in a way, that's fun. Um, that's what it's, it's all about for what it was. It was perfect. I mean, did I like it better than some of the other movies, some of the animated movies? No. But I was like, this is just what a great way to spend a Friday night with my sister, man. I mean, I, it's free. It's on Netflix. Go chill out. Watch Sean, the sheep movie, you know? Yeah. It's,
0: it's absolutely, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. And again, like I said, uh, it's kind of unfair to compare it either to its predecessor or against the field that it faces in best animated film. I do think you
1: have to know what you're getting here. Yeah,
0: it's certainly worth the nomination. I thought, uh, but yeah, it's, it really, again, I, I don't even, I, I think I enjoy this film more. The more that we get away from stop really reviewing this wholly critically, stop making it comparison to something else. And if you just allow yourself to enjoy it, it, absolutely takes you there uh we've seen a lot of other films for kids that i could argue didn't do that even some of its predecessors i would actually argue that it's better than some within its own
1: field like onward feels really weak compared to this in my own it's way better than onward no onward was like one of the most disappointing movies i've seen a lot in a long time we don't i i could go into a crazy spiel about that oh it's it's definitely between soul and this movie, which were two wildly different movies, but um, one movie had me feeling about the purpose of my life. The other movie movie had me smile the entire time to the point where my mouth was sore. And I said, Ugh, I just want to go watch more British stuff. Yeah, oh, like nice. I said, go
0: watch Shaun the Sheep, the original one, man. And I think that yeah. you really get a kick out of it. That one, I don't know that your sister will enjoy as much but especially if she liked the cute side characters like the martian pigs oh oh, i I bet she will yeah they're they're, i think everybody's more featured more dominantly oh my god you know which one by the way now that i'm thinking about all the jokes the bull in the china shop i think i was gonna say that the so it's so easy man it's so good it's so easy but it's so funny it's absolutely so unrighteously funny that it's just so subtle, mm-hmm. and you like that's something that you just
1: have to think about. And it's it's right. It's just beautiful. Mm. I love They've it. They've got the bull in the China shop. I love the jaws reference with the vertigo shot in the grocery store. Doctor Who. E.T., yeah. um, there's probably so many movies that were... I'm in Close Encounters. There's so many movies that were referenced that um, I, I want to go back and get slammed and be like, there's another reference. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's very good, yeah. All right, how many semi-abducted, piping hot,
0: blow-on-them fries are you going to give this film Ooh. out of five?
1: Okay, get ready for this. Okay. I'm giving this movie... A four and a half out of five. Um, I wonder if the, you're gonna do the same being, thing
0: I'm going to be doing. But go ahead.
1: Well, same thing as as last week. So I almost gave it a five because I think it's actually perfect for what it was. I don't, I don't have like any negative, like oh, the story or the character could have been this, this or the other thing. Um, I just. Genuinely don't know how much it'll like stick with me. I mean, Soul will stick with me, but this movie, I'll always, but if someone mentions it, I'll be like, oh yeah, it was so cute, right? But it's not going to go down. It was one of my favorite animated movies I've ever seen. That sounds bad, but truly for what it was, it was perfect. It's just, it's kind of like its its own thing. It's, it's silly and it's fun. It's
0: almost an experience where it's, it's, uh, yeah. you go out and you're just, maybe it's, maybe it, think of it like, uh, something. What, what, what would it be? Like putt-putt golf, where you may not remember each and every time that you putt-putt golf, but it's an experience, and you will have What a, a metaphor. Yeah, because I was going to go with laser wow. tag, but I think putt-putt golf, where it's just like, putt-putt yeah, you know what? Great. I, I enjoy putt-putt golf. It, it was fun the last time I, I played it. <laughs> That's right. I kind of like Shaun the Sheep the last time I watched it. Maybe I'll, yeah, well, why don't we go watch Shaun the Sheep? Or it's not something you necessarily want to re-watch every single day. Uh, and for all those reasons, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Again, it's not, it's kind of in its own, it's kind of in its own grading sector where I'm not going to judge it. <laughs> I think I gave, I uh, I think I gave like maybe even Nomadland, like a four out of five. And so they're not the exact same. They're just graded on different scales and for what they were trying to accomplish in, in different genres. So in its own right, in its own sector, this definitely deserves a four out of five. Uh, I think that other films have done it better. I think that there are some shortcomings story-wise, slight as they may be. Overall, though, you can watch this across the board, and I think it's just absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. For Podcast This
1: America's Sean the Sheep, Gary Boucher. You're not Sean the Sheep sean the sheep is what i I wish i was i i love that name by the way sean the sheep (laughs) easy yeah (laughs) i'm uh i'm philip m ryan and yeah that's that's pretty much
0: all i can give you this week because there were no quotes yeah
1: he's a bad man